Welcome to the Psych Central Show, where each episode presents an in-depth look at issues from the fields of psychology and mental health. With your host, Gabe Howard, and featuring Vincent M. Wales. everybody and welcome to this week's edition of the Psych Central Show. My name is Gabe Howard and with me as always is Vincent M. Wales. How you doing, Vin? H. Keen. This week we are going to discuss the guilt that often surrounds mental illness. Vin, well, go I'm ahead. Not and... Keen anyway. Well, thanks. <laughs> thanks for that. Vin, go ahead and kick us off and hopefully a hopeful type manner. Huh. Guilt surrounding mental illness. Well, as, as I've mentioned in the past, uh, my particular form of mental illness is um, persistent low-level depression, dysthymia. And this has, over the years, uh, resulted in, I suppose you could say, a, a form of social anxiety. I, I, I don't feel like socializing as much as when I was younger, for example. And, and this is especially true if it's going to be uh, in a large group. For example, I had a, a work friend of mine who would occasionally have gatherings at his house, and it was almost all people that I knew. It would be a bunch of us who worked at the same office. Um, so I knew everyone. I was, I was on good terms with everyone. And yet I could only take it for so long before I had to step outside and just, you know, collect myself and, and have some fresh air and, and de- de-stress, decompress. Um and I feel guilty about that because I know that this is, you know, yes, I am an introvert, sure, but this is more than that. And, and so I feel bad because I feel like I'm letting my friends down and they don't get it. They just think that I'm, I don't know, a curmudgeon or something. And I do try to explain, but well, we've talked before about how people just don't understand mental illness, so they don't really grasp how it affects me to that degree. Would you say one of the reasons then you feel guilty is the people around you are unsupportive? Not intentionally, want to make that clear, but one of the things that you mentioned is your friends are are upset, annoyed, aggravated that you won't hang out. And this, of course, makes you feel, well, negatively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know that unsupportive is the word I would use, but but it's true that, they're, that they can't really identify with it. So they... they they don't know how to think about it. And, and yeah, they probably do think negatively to some degree. And of course, whenever we disappoint the people that we care about, yeah, it, it sort of leads yeah. to us feeling guilty. Exactly. So we should probably dig a little deeper, you know, especially in, in both of our cases. And when we say that you feel guilty, what we feel guilty or that people feel guilty about having mental illness is it safe to say that, you know, somebody says, you know, Gabe, you have bipolar disorder. Does the guilt immediately kick in? See, see, for me, it, it sort of did. It, it kicked in immediately. What do you think is out there? You know, Vin and I both work with people with, with mental health issues. We've led support groups. Vin was a suicide counselor. What are we hearing, you know, from our peers? Guilt is a common thread. It is, but I would suspect that you dealt with that a lot more than I did. Um, for me, it wasn't an immediate thing. I, I didn't think much of it, truthfully. It wasn't until it started to directly affect others that that I, I stopped and looked at it. So, you know, when it's just affecting me, well, you know, big deal. It, it, it's me. I, I can deal with it. 
but when it affects other people, then then I felt bad, and uh, that that took some time. One of the things that I've of course heard a lot of is that people feel guilty for how their mental illness. Uh, plays in other people's hands. Uh, you, you know, we, we feel bad that we can't go to the gathering, as you mentioned, so therefore mm-hmm. we let our friend down. Uh, we're, we're not as reliable to our loved ones, therefore we feel bad that we let them down. Uh, in my case, I, I, have, I have bipolar disorder, and I'm on my third marriage. That's, that's, that means, for those playing along at home, that I upset and disappointed uh, two women. I, I was not a good husband and I need to, I need to own that. And I feel a tremendous amount of guilt for that. It, it turns out that being married to an untreated bipolar is not good. Really? My, yeah. My, uh, my first wife is still, uh, to this day, very upset with me, uh, and, and not wrongfully. So I, I would, I would like to think that, you know, after all of these years, she might have understanding, but she doesn't. And, and I can understand that, uh, I really only need to say the phrase, I was an untreated bipolar and I was married to a person and lived with that person. And that was my behavior. All the behavior that you can expect from an untreated bipolar, uh, a person that's untreated with bipolar disorder. And I really don't think there's anybody within the sound of my voice that would say, oh, well, I don't understand why she's upset. I think everybody immediately understands why she's upset. And I haven't given a single detail. Right. That makes sense. So an incredible amount of guilt. <laughs> <laughs> what other what other things though? I mean, aside from how our actions affect others, what what else goes along with it? I think there's this idea that it's it's very difficult to look into the future when you're sick today. So we feel guilty that at least I felt guilty that all of my thoughts were taken up just just by this illness. I, I for man. For a good many years, Vin, I didn't have a positive thought. I couldn't see a life past sickness. You know, I thought about suicide constantly. I was depressed constantly. I couldn't get out of bed. Uh, One time I spent, I don't know, three or four days literally in bed, not showering. I was just incredibly filthy. And how can you not feel guilty when you've laid in the same spot, not doing basic hygiene for four days, for three days, for two days. I think that most of our listeners have, you know, spent a Sunday binge watching Netflix. And at the end of that day, looked back at the 12 hours of whatever show they watched and thought, wow, I kind of feel guilty. I wasted the day. And that's just, that's just one day. Yeah. That's a fleeting guilt there. You know, the next day you don't even think of it. But for what you and I have gone through, it's a persistent nagging at us. I think some other things that play into it is for the longest time, I had a, a misunderstanding uh, e- even about my diagnosis. So, so you know, obviously there's, there's before I was diagnosed, I was clearly very sick, but I had no idea what I was sick from or that mental illness was even a real thing. I thought mental illness was, you know, what, how it was portrayed on TV, straight jackets, serial killers, violence. That's, that was the extent of my knowledge. Uh, then I was diagnosed and I had a diagnosis and I was starting to get the information, but, but obviously I didn't have a lot of information and a diagnosis doesn't equal wellness. It just, it, it, it essentially just gives you some ideas of how to treat it. And it took me four years to get well. 
So there was a lot of guilt during the process of diagnosis moving forward because every time a treatment didn't work, I was under the mistaken idea that this was somehow a failing on my part. And not just a failing, Vin, a moral failing. Because I had the general belief that I could get over bipolar disorder if I wanted to. I mm. just needed to try harder. And therefore, I, I, was, I, was, I was morally wrong. Like, right. like down to my soul is how wrong I was. I didn't love my grandmother enough at the, at the time I was married. I didn't love her enough. I didn't love my friends enough. And I didn't love myself enough because after all, I was choosing to be sick. Okay. You can see how that would be just guilt crushing <laughs> to like the highest level. I mean, mothers have yeah. nothing on their, on their sons when it comes to the amount of guilt that a, a mental illness diagnosis can, can push onto a person based solely on their own misunderstandings. It's, it's interesting that you say that because when I was diagnosed, I was diagnosed with, uh, with depression when I was in college and because I was diagnosed by a psychologist and not a psychiatrist, he could not prescribe medications. But the funny thing is, is I wouldn't have, uh, I probably wouldn't have accepted them anyway, because like you, I felt that if I just put my mind to it, I could, I could get through this. I could become not depressed. This went on for many, many years. In fact, I remember, um, my first wife, I, I told her pretty much up front, I said, so I, I have depression and I want you to know that, you know, I can handle it. There's nothing that you really need to do. If you see me behaving in such a way, just kind of give me some space and, and everything will be, everything will be cool, which of course was a hundred percent false. Um, I would definitely say that my depression was, was certainly one of the big factors in why our marriage did not work out. And it wasn't until after my second marriage that I finally said, you know what, maybe I've been stupid all this time and I should consider medication. And when I did, everything got better. Imagine that. Did you feel guilty for giving in to medication? Did you have a, did you have guilt surrounding just even accepting it in the first place? Yep. Why do you yes, think I that did. is? You know, I, I've asked myself that question a number of times because it's it's like it was almost like it was a shameful thing that I had to accept medication to fix my brain. And yet yeah, I don't feel guilty about, you know, having to take cough syrup when I have a cold. You know, it's it's. I guess because I knew that was, you know, when you're, when you're taking cold medicine, for example, you know, you're going to get over that cold, then you won't have to take it again. But I knew that starting on an antidepressant wasn't just going to be a temporary thing. I wasn't going to be able to take it for, you know, four weeks or so and then be done with it. So there was that, I suppose, was, was part of the, the shame or guilt. Yes. It's an interesting thing that you said. You said that you knew that medication was sort of for life not sort of for life that, that it was for life that it wasn't you know two four six weeks it wasn't a a run i would say that majority of people don't know that you're probably I, right i i think there's a lot of people that honestly believe that medication is something that you only take for a few weeks a four month a few months and then you stop taking it 
it reminds me of people that tell me that they had the little turtles when they were kids. See, there, there's no such thing as little turtles. Little turtles the size of a 50 cent piece, those are called baby turtles. But for the <laughs> longest time, people were sort of abusing these turtles and they would die after a couple of years. The average lifespan of a turtle is 60 years. 50, 60 years is the average lifespan of a turtle. And they, they get pretty big. For those that can't see me, I'm, I'm actually making the size now. They're smaller than a football, bigger than a baseball. But a lot of people said, you know, hey, no, 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 I had one of those little turtles, one of those little, little turtles. And I would always say, you, you mean babies? <laughs> and I think we have yeah. a lot of this misunderstanding with medication as well. Uh, first off, it's, oh, I don't need the pill. There's guilt taking the pill again, because I think a lot of the, the peers, we, we've talked before about how the average age of diagnosis is 16 to 24. 16 to 24 year olds, one, think they're invincible. Two, don't understand medication regimens anyways, because they and their peers really just aren't on it. Uh, the last thing is the, the lack of education is just so great. It, it's so great. When people hear these diagnoses for the first time and they realize that it's a mental illness, the knee-jerk reaction is, listen, I'm not crazy. I'm not violent. I don't need to be in a straitjacket. This diagnosis is wrong. Don't put me in the category with the loonies. I'm fine. And if your only understanding of mental illness is that sort of stereotyped pop culture thing, you can see why almost everybody would reject this diagnosis. Sure. Sure. I love it when you agree with me, Vin. The other it thing is a rare thing. <laughs> <laughs> but the other thing that we need to touch on, of course, is that mental illness, let's, it, it's mental illness. It impacts the way that you think. One of the most common mental illnesses is, is depression. Even in bipolar dis disorder, which is, you know, extreme lows, depression, extreme highs, mania, depression is in there. Depression makes you feel bad. Guilt is an extension of that. Whenever you feel bad about something, you're probably going to start to feel guilty after a while. It's sort of, they sort of cohabitate. So as we sit here and think, man, I wonder why people with mental illness feel guilty about it. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Mental illness impacts the way you think. Yeah. Yes, it does. In all sorts of different ways. And that comes out in all sorts of different ways. It's really easy to look at people that don't understand and, and you see their misunderstanding. You know, people look at you and they're like, I don't understand why you won't get out of bed. You don't understand why you won't get out of bed. They're dissatisfied that you won't get out of bed. You're dissatisfied that you won't get out of bed. You're not thinking straight because you're sick they're not thinking straight because they lack information and all of that sort of swells into this, well, I must be bad. And I don't know anybody that wouldn't feel guilty for letting the person that is trying to get them out of bed down, especially when they agree with the person trying to get out of bed. Even in my most depressed state, it's not that I didn't want to get out of bed. It's that I couldn't. And I yeah. felt bad about that. I felt incredibly bad about that. Yeah. I've been there. Vin, I don't mean to pull from your personal life so you can go ahead and smack me down, give me the finger if you want, but <laughs> mental illness has cost, you know, both of us things. And one of those things that it's cost us is, is you know, jobs and stability. Uh, would you care to open up on, and, and you can understand where guilt, you know, if, you, if you're not stable, you probably feel guilty for not being stable and mental illness, let's face it, it leads to instability. Do you want to go ahead and talk on that? I don't think that my mental illness has cost me any jobs uh, thankfully however when I do take a sick day there's a very strong chance that it's not because I have a cold or or the, a stomach virus it's because 
the depression has got a particularly bad hold on me that day. I call them mental health days. And that is probably, uh, I'd say, 90% of my sick days. And if you were being honest with yourself, do you feel guilty for taking a mental health day? I used to. I used to until I realized that, you know what, mental illness or not, everybody needs a mental health day now and then. So I don't really anymore. But yes, I did at first. If you had a stomach bug? I never, I never would, I would never even admit that that's why I would, I would, I would lie. I would say, yeah, I I think I I have the stomach flu or something. I'm I'm not going to come in today. There was always something. I would never just say, yeah, I'm feeling pretty bad, just having a bad day. I would never, I would never say it's the mental illness. I would never, never, ever admit to that. But then looking past your entire career, have you ever felt guilty for taking a mental health day because you had, you know, a, 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 because you were at home vomiting or because you were coughing or hacking or your nose was running, <laughs> trying desperately yeah. not to say diarrhea? <laughs> of course not. Yeah. <laughs> Now, if you're physically ill, of course you don't feel guilt. Well, I'm sure some people do feel guilty for taking any kind of time off because those people are weird. But, but no, if I'm physically sick, of course I'm not going to feel guilty for for using a sick day for that. Then I was in the same boat as you. If I needed a mental health day, what what I said, which is a good way to put it, uh, I would I would tell people, hey, I'm at home with diarrhea because frankly, I would rather think people think that I was at home, you know, violently ill then have them think that I was, you know, mentally unstable. And that's how it tracked. Sure. Yeah. Well, then, as always, it's a, it's a delight talking to you. We, we've covered a lot of ground here. What would be, and I'm going to give you the last word here. What advice would you have to somebody that is feeling guilty about mental illness? What would you say to that person to sort of reassure them that, hey, they're not alone? First, I would say, look, there's no reason to feel guilty over having a mental illness any more than it's sensible to feel guilty for having a physical illness. You know, it's it's not something you have control over. It's something that happens to you, not something you've done to yourself. So no, there's there's no reason for guilt to enter the picture there. And as far as not feeling alone, well, clearly you're not. There mental illness is a very very common thing, unfortunately, and it's it's easy to find others who have been where you are or are going to be where you used to be. So it's it, it is a community of sorts. You're not alone. The best thing to do is talk about it. PsychCentral.com has many forums that you can do this. You aren't alone. We're, we're 8 million strong and, and always growing. So stop by PsychCentral.com and join the forums and read up on it. Thank you, Vin, as always, for tuning or for joining in. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And we will see you next week. Thanks. PsychCentral.com is the Internet's oldest and largest independent mental health website. PsychCentral is overseen by Dr. John Grohall, a mental health expert and one of the pioneering leaders in online mental health. Our host, Gabe Howard, is a professional speaker, award-winning writer, and mental health advocate. You can find more information on Gabe and his work at GabeHoward.com. Vincent M. Wales is an award-winning speculative fiction novelist and suicide prevention crisis counselor. You can find more information on Vincent at vincentmwales.com. If you have feedback about the show, please email talkback at psychcentral.com. There are few words more misunderstood and misused than OCD. 
Imagine having unwanted thoughts stuck in your head all day, no matter how hard you try to make them go away, and then having to pretend that everything is okay despite having to feel crippled inside. That's OCD. One in 40 people suffer from it globally, but there's hope. If you have OCD and need help, you can get better with specialized treatment. NoCD offers effective, affordable, and convenient treatment for OCD and is covered by many major insurance plans. Go to NoCD.com to learn more. That's NoCD.com.